This is the Denver Gazette Sports Podcast, and I'm your host, Chris Schmedeke. Today, I'm talking with Vinny Benedetto and Tyler King as the Nuggets are up 2-0 on the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. Stay tuned. Game two of the Western Conference Finals is all over, and the Denver Nuggets are up 2-0 on the Los Angeles Lakers. And I am joined by Vinny Benedetto and Tyler King today to break it all down and preview the Nuggets trip to LA. But guys, I'm going to do something a little different today to start out. I'm going to ask you what the theme and the first topic of this podcast should be. And Vinny, I'm going to go with you first. So here are my choices. One is the Murray Flurry, you know, Jamal Murray appreciation talk. Two, Nicola doesn't give a damn about the national media, and he's going to keep putting up triple doubles. Three is put that in your pipe and smoke it, spicy coach Malone. <laughs> Or four is the Lakers are actually up 2-0 in moral victories, and what are the Nuggets going to do? So, Vinny, we'll go ahead with you first. What what, what should we start with? I, I think option <laughs> A, Jamal Murray, is probably our best bet to uh, to keep things basketball-related for as long as possible. Tyler, you got a vote on that? What do you think? Murray, good Yeah, start. I would definitely say Murray. Yeah, that was, that was pretty special last night in the fourth quarter. Of all the uh, Jamal Murray playoff performances that we've seen, that one was – that's got to be up there, I think, with – even though he sucked in the first three quarters, he was that was insane what he did in the fourth quarter last night. I couldn't believe what I was watching. Yeah, so I do want to touch on all those things because it's kind of, you know, we thought the Phoenix series was weird with the Matt Ishbia stuff and all that, but these first two games are rivaling. It's pretty close to being up there in weirdness, we'll just say. All right, so let's talk Jamal Murray. Like you said, who was he, five for 17 in the first three quarters, something along those lines? Yes, because then he made eight of his next nine shots. So I think that's right. You know, just special. They were, you know, this game was a little weird in game two. The Lakers controlled most of the game. Uh, Nuggets go on that 10-0 run to tie it at 74. But then the Lakers score five straight. Then there's the tip-in at the buzzer, which was the closest goaltending I think I've ever seen. That was so close. And then Nuggets just dominate the fourth quarter, outscore the Lakers 20-5 to to start, mostly led by Jamal Murray. Uh, MPJ had a big three in there as well. So this is just kind of what Jamal Murray does. And and Vinny, I just want to ask you about that. He can be terrible for 36 minutes. Not terrible, but he contributes in other ways. But And then for the last 12 minutes, he's just – he's the man. <laughs> yeah, you talked yesterday about how, like, the meditational practices, that kind of stuff that he does, yeah. he, he, he turns to during these uh, – the rough starts and he just kind of – Sometimes he realizes that he needs to take a breath and calm down. Other times, I think like we've spoken to before, when he has like uh, against Phoenix where he'll like create a non-existent beef. There are other times <laughs> when he needs to like ramp himself up a bit to get going. And I think last night, I think was kind of more of the needs to needed to ramp himself up a little bit kind of nights just because he, he mentioned he like alligator arm to three and that you know things were just coming up short for him so it felt like he kind of needed to uh I guess just re-energize himself but he he mentioned that he did kind of go to that meditation um centered himself or whatever and then came back and and put on another playoff Murray performance yeah the, the three that he's talking about he was wide open and he barely hit the front of the rim. And, um, yeah, it kind of just all changed after that. So, Tyler, you know, we I all agree to how special it was. You guys were in the building, so the crowd just had to love it. The crowd had to just be – I mean, you could kind of tell on TV, but I'm sure being there, it was deafening. Yeah, and the, I was really kind of taken aback by the 
the beat LA chance that we heard. I was, I've been sitting up top for this series and it was, they were really loud there in that fourth quarter kind of after the nuggets, I think it was after they took the the 12 point lead with like five and a half to go, you know, they made the five straight threes. Um, it was just kind of deafening. And I was like, um, it was really something that I hadn't really seen before from, from this Denver crowd. I'm still relatively new to the area after growing up on the East coast, but I was impressed with the crowd last night and it was, obviously fueled by Murray you had I mean he was if you think about it, he was like the only guy who scored in that fourth quarter too he had 23 of the team's 32 fourth quarter points and it was two MPJ threes um and a Bruce Brown three with the only other scoring that was the only other scoring that Denver had in that fourth quarter besides such Jamal I mean Jokic didn't even score at all in the fourth quarter he, he was 0 for 4 uh from the field but I mean it was just so impressive I mean I think LeBron James talked about this after the game um, that they they really just kind of had to tip their hat to to Murray and what the Nuggets are doing because all of the shots that Murray was getting in that fourth quarter were pretty tightly contested. I think he had a couple over Anthony Davis. He had one over LeBron. I mean, there wasn't really much more that they could do. And although it felt like the Lakers missed the chance to to really steal one and be the first team to beat the Nuggets in Ball Arena uh, this postseason, I mean, you really it was just a sight to behold and I, I'm something I won't forget for a long time being there for to watch that for Murray. Yeah, not many players are willing to point at Mike Breen and say bang. And when, when Mike Breen did not say bang on that three pointer. But uh Jamal Murray and you know he's clearly had no problem giving LeBron the stink eye in this series. He's done it a couple times. He you know he hit those shots over LeBron. He hits shots over AD. A confident Murray is a great Murray for the Nuggets. Um so let's switch over to Nicola. Another triple double I didn't even realize he had a triple-double until I looked at the box score after the game because he – would you just call it a quiet night for him in a way, Vinny? Yeah, and I think he – Was he exhausted more, like everybody else? <laughs> yeah, it feels like he's kind of – He, I, I think everybody is, is pretty tired by the, the fourth quarter of both of these games, but I think he's done probably so much in the first uh, three quarters of these games that he's kind of like passing the baton off to – to Jamal Murray in the fourth. Um, I'm I'm looking back here and trying to see when he completed the triple double because I was I was in your same boat, Chris. Where uh, you look at the box score and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, another triple double for for Joker. And so now I see it here that uh, his tenth assist came on Bruce Brown's three midway through the fourth quarter. Okay, okay, um, and that was the one that got him the triple double and that was part of the the five straight threes sequence that that broke it open um but yeah just another ho-hum triple double hey well we watch him more than certain other people i don't know if we have to go completely into that but you know real quick on that though because we're all journalists on this podcast it feels like it's pretty sloppy journalism that lisa salters has not really watched the nuggets and now she's the sideline reporter we we don't have to go into that but I, i just feel like it's a little sloppy anyway um so, Tyler, you uh, have a story coming out today, actually, on MPJ. So I want to pivot to him because he had two huge threes in that fourth as well. After he was pretty quiet most of the game, but but came through big again, like they're getting what they need from Michael Porter Jr., I think. Yeah, I think it's been really impressive to watch his maturation process kind of throughout these playoffs. Um, because like you mentioned, he played uh, under 20 minutes in the first three quarters, and a lot of that had to do with early foul trouble. Yeah. Uh, I think he played like – just like four minutes and change in the first quarter because he, him and KCP both picked up pretty uh, early two fouls. Um, so he didn't 
play much in the first three quarters, but, and kind of in past years, we would see that kind of really affect him and he wouldn't be as engaged in the fourth quarter as he needed to be for the, for the team to, to knock down the, some key shots that they need him to, but he's kind of changed in that regard. And he really is able to kind of lock in and do what he needs to do in the fourth quarter, even if he isn't or wasn't able to play as much as he would certainly like to in the first three. Um, and he was the one that started that kind of rally in the fourth quarter. They were down three heading into the fourth and uh, each team missed a shot to, on their first possession in the, in the quarter. And then he had a really tough, off the catch contested three to tie the game at 79 Um, with Jared Vanderbilt, obviously outside of AD, the Lakers best defender, easily the best perimeter defender. Um, He kind of fell over and it was just another, I mean, we've seen MPJ make tough shots like that all the time, but they really kind of kickstarted that rally. And then they ran the the typical action where Murray sets a back screen for Murray. And and then he came up for a dribble handoff um, at the top of the key and hit a three pointer that, put them up 12, like I mentioned, with five and a half to go. That was the last of those five straight threes. Um, so, I mean, he was kind of at the start and at the end of that that big flurry they had there in the first half of the, the fourth quarter. So it's, it's been really impressive to see. And even his defense, I think, has been pretty impressive over the first two games. I think more so in game one where he dove on the floor um, to get the loose ball that sparked that transition dunk, the alley-oop dunk from Murray to Gordon. Um, he had a key block on Rui Hachimura in the fourth quarter, a, a, a recovery block that was pretty impressive. Um, so, yeah, I've just been overall impressed with what MPJ has been able to do, um, despite getting in a little bit of foul trouble in game two. He's just really maturing into the player um, and the third star that the Nuggets have really needed alongside Murray and Jokic in these playoffs. Yeah, the foul trouble was rough, and it kind of took KCP out of the game too. But then I'm sure you guys noticed that KCP, did he not play the fourth quarter at all? Was it all Bruce Brown the whole fourth quarter? It had to be pretty close. Do you guys remember? Because I, uh, I feel like KCP was on the bench for a long time. Uh, KCP did not play at all yeah. in the fourth quarter. Bruce Brown played all the minutes in the fourth quarter. Yeah, that's quarter. what I thought. Yeah Bruce, yeah, Bruce played 37 minutes in the game last night, which I remember, you know, looking at the box score afterward, I was like, wow, he played 37 minutes. And, I mean, he was really good. Again, they needed everything that well, he could was... provide. And he, he – Murray and MPJ played all 12 minutes of the fourth quarter, which is pretty impressive. So, well, I was just going to say about Bruce Brown, like he is, <laughs> he's got no problem telling people what he thinks and what's going on. And I think, you know, and Vinny, I'll, I'll ask you about this. I think the Nuggets need that energy because a lot of times you're not going to get that from Nicola. You may get that from Jamal Murray, but you're not going to get it from MPJ either. So, I think those two are the guys that, you know, they've got that little, you know, that energy, we'll just say. Yeah, and I think that was kind of a an important void for Bruce to fill in the absence of Bones Highland or, or, or since Bones Highland's departure. Because it's like you want one of those guys coming off your bench that has a little flair or, or can b- provide a spark um, with some emotional play. And Bones certainly had that. His was more maybe playing to the crowd, whereas Bruce is more uh, engaging with the opponent or their bench. Um, I think there was an early uh, – um, after Bruce Brown – had his things to say about D'Angelo Russell yes. uh, on, on the day between games one and games two. Uh, D'Angelo Russell, I think, uh, pointed at Bruce after hitting an early three last night and, and had some words for him. And so I think that got Bruce Brown going, and then he was able to uh, have the final say after after some uh, important contributions in that fourth quarter. So I think he's just kind of stepped up and, and kind of – 
taking onus on on the second unit's performance as a whole because you look at look at it yesterday they didn't really get much from uh Christian or Jeff or or even Reggie Jackson in those few minutes um from a box score contribution so I, th- I think Bruce has kind of stepped up and filled a uh a necessary role for the Nuggets off that bench I will say I know when Bruce Brown is on the floor I couldn't tell you when D'Angelo Russell's on the floor uh, he wasn't on the that floor. That was the only three he made. The one he made in the first say, quarter when he like, Bruce. What do you have, eight points? He in the game. <laughs> yeah, he, mean, was not, he was not good again. No, I mean, I I don't I, I don't know. I, like I said, like I those, there's times like, oh, D'Angelo Russell's out there, but he doesn't do anything. Uh, let's talk a little Aaron Gordon and Tyler. I'll go to you because they're daring him to shoot, and he doesn't want to shoot, clearly. Yeah, when the Nuggets offense was really getting rough there, I would say – the first half and maybe like the first three quarters of the third quarter before they really started to, they went on a 10 run there in the third quarter that really um, turned things around. But um, before that it was, it was getting rough with kind of the lack of shooting uh, and the, you know, the lack of space flooring that they had on the floor. Um, it, it was getting rough with Aaron Gordon. Like he's definitely really not ready to pull the trigger um, unless he's wide open or has plenty of time to set himself. Um, the same goes for like Christian Brown. He only played four and a half minutes last night, and he missed missed a three. And he hasn't really been sharp from his shooting this whole playoffs. It feels like at least since the Minnesota series. Um, so they're good. That's gonna that's maybe one cause for concern offensively for Denver going forward is if you're not getting a ridiculous twenty three point quarter from Jamal Murray. The offense wasn't really good last night, um, and they were good running the floor again. Jokic was pushing at every opportunity. Maybe that's why he was, like you mentioned, Chris, a little bit tired there in the fourth quarter. Um, but I do think they're going to need to get a little bit more creative and try to get Aaron Gordon in a rhythm. So that way he is at least in, in a rhythm enough where he can feel confident and comfortable taking those spot up threes that he's wide open because of other than Jamal KCP and MPJ, I, I don't really see anybody right now that is just really ready to catch and shoot on this team. Even Jokic passed up a couple shots in the mid-range and free that I thought he normally takes and, and should have taken last night. But, um, yeah, AG has got to be a little bit more involved in, in the offense going forward, I think. It was definitely not the flowing Nuggets offense we are used to yesterday. It was very choppy. From the, I mean, from the very beginning, like, didn't they get the ball stolen off the jump ball? <laughs> like, like, by Vanderbilt. So, I mean, everything was kind of kind of messy. Uh, let, let's touch on the uh, moral victory Lakers a little bit. Um, you know – LeBron James is 38 years old, and I think at the end of a second game in altitude, it started to show him heaving up those threes. Um, Aaron Gordon had a great contest on that layup that he missed, but that's still probably a shot that LeBron James usually makes. Um, Anthony Davis continues to be terrible in game twos in the playoffs. He It's been a pattern. So, you know, Vinny, what, what do the Lakers take from these two games? Because they honestly did give the Nuggets probably their best shot in both games and come away down 0-2. Yeah, I mean, I think the the big adjustment yesterday wasn't, you know, so much the the Rui guarding Nicola thing that that you know was was a big point of discussion. I think you know it was the Jared Vanderbilt starting the game and and for three quarters, you know, it, it kept Jamal Murray kind of out of sync. I think so. I think that's something they'll probably stick with and and continue to lean on Rui being the guy off the bench. And you know, I think they can feel good about what Austin Reeves gave them in Denver. Um, but we've seen kind of the the same thing play out twice. I mean, 
different different degrees, but it's always going to be LeBron James and Anthony Davis leading the charge, and and they've still gotten pretty solid contributions from from Rui and Austin Reeves in both games. So it's uh yeah, I, I don't think the moral victories should have the Lakers feeling very good right now because I think they have thrown two pretty solid punches at the Nuggets and they're leaving Denver winless. So I I don't know what what the answer is going to be for them in L.A. And I think you got to have some concerns about the way LeBron and Anthony Davis will hold up physically. Because I think LeBron even, I think, tweaked a left leg or maybe his his other foot last night. And he was already dealing with some soreness in the right foot. Um, So I think, yeah, I think there are some some concerning trends for the Lakers as it goes back to L.A. So it's not the same foot. It's a it's a different foot. It's the other foot. No, it was the left ankle. Yeah, it was the left ankle he said after the game, but he said he's fine. So yeah. He sat on the floor for quite a while. Um, I mean, so Tyler, I'm gonna ask you, like, how how did the crowd react when he fumbled that dunk? <laughs> I think it was more like amazement. Like, oh my god, that anything. happened. Yeah. Like, like it wasn't like it was I mean, as someone who watches a lot of you know European soccer, like you'll you'll hear a that's kind of common whenever someone an opposing player makes a mistake, you'll hear a lot of, oh, from the crowd. Um, but I think the Nuggets fans are just kind of more like resigned to the fact that he was going to dunk it. And then we're just kind of like in stunned shock when he fumbled the ball. Um, I know I, cer- I certainly was. Um, and there was even a play like a couple minutes earlier where he like slipped and front rimmed a layup. And it was like yeah. some, two very uncharacteristic plays. Uh, from LeBron and then I, later in the game of course he got a transition dunk opportunity and he made sure to not get too fancy with it and threw it down um, so yeah I, I think it was more of a, a state of shock for Nuggets fans that he didn't dunk that uh, or that one fumbled away from him because uh, we've seen that a gazillion times throughout his career that he he's, even if he's just trying to get fancy he's able to he's able to throw it down pretty ferociously. One more thing on game two before we jump to the uh to the game three last night was a game I feel like the Nuggets would not have won in the past because you could tell that the officials were in their head pretty early at least you could tell that from the telecast um that LeBron flop where he fell in the first row was something and then Nicola got him back pretty much like two plays later but I I just think that the way the foul calls were going and I mean I, I don't know the exact if you guys have the box score up I don't know the exact free throws were I know the Lakers outshot him from the foul line but the Nuggets probably caught up because Jamal Murray went six times or whatever it was down the stretch there. But, you know, I, and I think they reported, at least the Salters reported on the broadcast that Malone said, like, do not let, like, worry about the things you can control. And the officials are not the things you control. So, Vinny, I don't know if you feel that way too, but I, I just think that it's, that's a game that would have gotten their heads in the past. And, and this is just a different Nuggets team. Yeah, yeah. Into the free throw point, I think it ended up twenty six for LA, eighteen for the Nuggets. Okay. And to your point, a handful of those were Jamal Murray late in the game. Um, but yeah, the the feeling in the arena was definitely, you know, there there were some uh, conspiracy theorists at the arena who <laughs> felt like you know the fix was in that that the NBA couldn't have the Nuggets taking a two zero lead. Um, and yeah, I think Katie Wingy shared the same thing that Lisa Walt. Uh, Lisa Salters had about um, the controlling what you control. And yeah, I think that was just a really mature performance from the Nuggets. When you look at, um, well, who was it? It was KCP, MPJ, and and Christian Brown, who all had um, two fouls at the end of the first quarter. Yeah, And and all those guys are kind of, they play different positions 
but they're all, you know, in that wing kind of mold where, you know, then they had to go to a Reggie Jackson, I think, for a few minutes just because they were in a position where they they couldn't have any or they didn't want to have any of the guys with two fouls out there and they just needed somebody and, and to to survive that and, and kind of just just keep it close until you had the the Jamal Murray flurry. Um I think was showed showed a lot of maturity maturity from a team that you know maybe hasn't hasn't handled these situations the best in the past. How did you see that too? Yeah, I thought it was really impressive. Just um, the way they were able to make a comeback, kind of similar to how the Lakers did in, in Game One, where they just kind of kept it within striking distance and were able to make that make that comeback. I thought, you know, that that run they went. On, everyone's going to talk about what Murray kind of did in the fourth quarter, but the Tano run in the third quarter yeah. I thought was even more impressive. I think that they were down 10 and tied the game um, at that point. So, I I mean, it just shows that they're really able to kind of erase any deficit that's not 30 points in a matter of minutes if, if they're able to get in a rhythm and they have the guys to get in that rhythm. So, um, yeah, I, I do agree that, you know, in past years, this Nuggets team might have rolled over. And I was kind of expecting, um, you know, even after the third quarter when they cut it to three, I was just kind of expecting the Lakers to – steal the game just with I mean I don't think anyone was expecting to see what, what we saw from Murray but and I just thought maybe the stagnant offense would continue but you know, that's a different Nuggets team and they're able to turn it on even if it's just for one quarter sometimes that's enough for this team so okay I, I mean one more thing we gotta talk about coach Malone after the game he, he uh he clearly is he's spicy he's salty right now he he feels his team deserves more respect and you know he just doesn't think they're getting it I think he's right. I, I don't know. Vinny, do you think he's right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Tyler. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for some, I think he's right. Like they don't get the respect that they probably deserve from the national media, at least the ones who aren't covering, at least the, the not the likes of Zach Lowe, who obviously has been praising the Nuggets and Jokic for, for years. But I mean, for a team that says they don't care a lot what the media says, they seem to care a lot what the media says. Yeah, um, it seems to tune in to what tune into ESPN and FS1 throughout the day, which um, I think is I don't know. It seems like I said for a team that does seem, says they don't care, they seem to care a lot. Um, and I, I don't know, as someone who grew up on the East Coast and closer to bigger media markets, I'm totally normal it's totally normal for me to see ESPN focus their coverage on the Lakers especially when Le they have LeBron James um it's the Lakers like that's just what happens regardless of who they're playing I don't think it has anything to do with the Nuggets I just think that's how those shows and how ESPN works so I'm not really surprised at all um and I don't know I don't think the Nuggets should be either I mean if they really didn't care I don't think they would bring it up as much but I, that's just me yeah no I get what you're saying like for them to say those things, they have to be listening. Like they, I mean, like you said, but but I do, but I do think he's also right that there are times where it's like, oh, they're playing the. Den I mean, it was a little bit like that in the Phoenix series too, to be honest. Like it was about Durant and Booker, and that was it. But all right, let's move on to Game Three in L.A. tomorrow night at six thirty tip on ABC. Vinny, what are you looking for? What, what are the keys to tomorrow night? Yeah, I think it's just getting, you're going to need another one of those mature performances. That, you know, I think the L.A. crowd will probably be into it wanting to lift their team up uh you know I, I don't know if anyone would be surprised if you know the nuggets have to deal with some early whistles again so i think just 
staying the course. I think obviously you want to get, uh, you know, Jamal Murray probably off to a better start. I don't know how you do that if if Jared Vanderbilt is going to be harassing him again. Um, so yeah, I think just finding you know if Jamal's not off to a great start, getting creating some open threes for KCP or Michael Porter Jr. I think would be a good way to go. I wouldn't be surprised if Aaron Gordon kind of bounces back offensively. I think they got to find commit commit to getting him involved in different ways because it still seemed like spacing was kind of clunky, especially inside. Yeah, it was weird. Times. Yeah. Um, and so I think you got to get Aaron uh, an open three or two. I think one thing we may have overlooked with AG last night was that during that slow start, he he kind of hustled and you know, I think got an offensive rebound dunk that that kind of got the Nuggets going. So I think that that in itself was valuable. But if if he's not knocking down the open threes or open jump shots that he's going to get, I'm feeling even kind of more strongly that they can survive some Michael Porter Jr. at the four minutes in, in very small sample sizes. I think he's held his own against LeBron and Anthony Davis. And, it, and if those guys aren't 100%, I think it makes it a little easier for, for Mike to to – be available in that role so I, I i think you just want to see some of the uh the third fourth and fifth options contribute early tomorrow night i think you know if vanderbilt's on murray do you think that murray could just blow by him you know and kind of try to get to the rim a little bit more i think I that's mean, an option i think yeah. Vando's probably it's kind of like the the michael porter jr rear contest thing where he can give up a step yeah. but still stay in the play um and then I think it comes down to the spacing inside because I don't know if you want Jamal driving into AD and LeBron, LeBron and if, if yeah. they're not guarding AG on the perimeter. Um, but then I think those are the moments you could use AG as a, as a screener and see if you can free up one of those guys for an open three. Tyler, what are you looking for tomorrow? Yeah, I think the Nuggets' effort and intensity level in the first quarter is going to be pretty – uh, important, I think, because obviously I think the Lakers are going to come out flying. And I really expect, I mean, I don't think anybody expects LeBron James to go 0 for 10 from three over the next two games like he did in the two games in Denver. Um, his shot hasn't been great in the postseason, but I just don't expect that again. And I really expect a, a good punch from the Lakers to start off tomorrow night. Um, and I honestly wouldn't be surprised if the Lakers win by a blow, win by a blowout tomorrow. I, that's just kind of how series like this go if the, the home team wins two games pretty close games um and then the the road team gets to go back home for game three and just kind of resets things in the series with the big win um i wouldn't be surprised by that at all but to Vinny's point i really think getting mpj and kcp some open threes and really getting the offense in a rhythm outside of Jokic and murray will be really important because i think the first quarter um is going to determine who wins the game just kind of the effort and intensity level um, it's going to come down to the Nuggets bearing down on defense and not letting the Lakers get out to a hot start like they're going to want to and maybe getting out in transition, hitting open threes, um, and just in general scoring on the fast break. I think it'll be important for the Nuggets to to match or, or best the, the Lakers' intensity level early on. It's always about weathering the storm, I feel like, in these road games. Because the Nuggets, you know, they did it in Minnesota. That's a different animal. And they were okay in Phoenix in those first quarters. Um, the second quarter, I think, in Phoenix is when they got blown out in game three, if I remember right. Um, so, yeah, I, I see. So it seems like Tyler's already made his prediction that the Nuggets are getting blown out tomorrow. We apologize, folks. 
Uh, but so, Vinny, what do you got tomorrow? <laughs> yeah, I'll go with. I think the Lakers win a close one tomorrow night. I just, I just don't see the Nuggets taking a three zero series lead. I think, yeah, I think the Lakers win close tomorrow night. The Nuggets have some things. It doesn't feel like the Nuggets have have really had to make an adjustment yet. Um, so I think tomorrow night they 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 find something that they can they can tweak and counter. I think it. I think they can get Game Four in Los Angeles. I just don't see the Nuggets taking a 3-0 lead. Yeah, I kind of agree with a close one with you. I, I This is the Lakers game to get. Like, this is the one. And, and I feel like, you know, but I don't know. You know, when we talked about the Phoenix series, we talked about how game six was, if you want to be a title team, win this game. And they did. Now, I don't know. They're not going to be the Lakers by 30. <laughs> but, uh, um, but no, I, I think the Lakers win too. So that's a clean sweep on there, which is which is sad. But I think I, – I think – there is going to be some whistle dealing with some whistle tomorrow night. I'm sure there will be. Um, but yeah, so I think the Nuggets will still be up two one after tomorrow night. But three uh, zero is pretty. That'd be pretty crazy. I just don't think they can do that. All right, guys, thanks for coming on and talking. Uh, we will catch up again after Game Three, so it'll be Sunday. We're gonna probably go four four man booth that day. We're gonna we're gonna wrap in uh, sports editor and columnist Paul Cleek because he'll be out in L.A. with Vinny. And uh, he, like myself, is from Denver, so he hates the Lakers as much as I do, so that'll be fun. Uh, but, but uh, yeah, guys, thanks for coming on, and we will look forward to all your coverage in the next coming days, and we will talk again Sunday. Awesome. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to the Denver Gazette podcast. Make sure to visit denvergazette.com for all your local news on Broncos, Rockies, Avalanche, Nuggets, and much, much more. We'll talk to you next time.